Warning, this podcast hosted by Michael Benson and Miranda Mobley is not safe for work, not safe for children, not safe for most teens because they don't, we won't, they won't know what we're talking about. And also, um, very interesting and, uh, not safe for super old, uh, people who really are, uh, very sensitive. Not, not, I mean, old people are very, you know, strong and they and tough and they can handle most things and most words, but, uh, uh, for those sensitive types, this podcast might not be for you. That's okay. No one is angry with you. No one can say, you're a man, but anyway. You're you. You're sensitive. Get out of here. I guess that's that is what I'm saying. But I'm not really saying get out of here. I'm just saying be. This is a forewarning. Forewarning. I uh I was forewarned that this especially this episode is on uh seven, and I was very excited to talk about it. Almost some would say too excited to talk about this. Um, I, uh, uh, about uh, the first Fincher episode that we're doing. So, but uh, we had a good time talking about it, and we hope you have a good time listening to it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's what I said. All right, and here we go. My name is Michael James Benson, also known as MJB, also known as Spiky Mikey, also known as Benson the Spaz, also known as uh, 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 Manic Annoying Weirdo, also known as Ma Manic Annoying Annoying Weirdo, Annoying, 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 uh, I know how to say it right, I'm just saying it wrong to become the, the one in the middle, Annoying. Manic annoying weirdo. I am. This is top. Yeah. Th- uh, did I already say that part? Yeah. I know. No, no say I didn't part. say that part. My name is Michael, and this is top notch nonsense. My name is Michael, and this is top notch nonsense. A film genre podcast. A, a genre film podcast. Let's do, say that. Hi, my name is Munchkin Man, and I'm here to talk to you about killers today. This is Top Notch Nonsense, a genre film podcast, uh, uh, hosted by a, um, husband and wife team of, 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 yeah, we're a team, we do things together and for our, 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 our little son, our, our little one, I know for those of you who are listening, we are, Miranda's not pregnant, I'm talking oh, about my cat, life. our cat, that's our little son, our little one. He's three years old. You know, the thing I was happy about in both of these movies, kind to dog. I mean, like, no dog, no animal killing. No animal deaths. No animal deaths. Here's, here's something, here's a little something, just uh, to jump ahead, but I'm manic, it's my bus, I'm driving it, look how manic I'm driving the bus. Uh, the movie bus, the movie podcast bus, honk honk. Now, um, uh, the, uh, executives... Uh, wanted a uh a, a much more. They didn't want Gwyneth's head to be in a box, and they didn't. Uh, and Fincher's original idea was to ki- uh 
uh, uh, to have it go straight to black when he shot uh, Kevin Spacey slash John Doe. But uh, here's an even more insane thing. They said, instead of killing Gwyneth, why don't you just kill the dogs? In the in the movie, that's worse. It's like what? No, that's yeah, exactly. Also, no reason. I mean, he's not. Uh, he's in. He cares about the dogs, but it's it. it but it, 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 Gwen's head in a box is a much more like. Ooh, is that a dog's well, head in the box? What does that well, have to yeah, do with the, the whole, sins? Like the whole <laughs> pregnancy subplot that really went nowhere was kind of, I think, the main catalyst. I mean, if if. Kevin Spacey killed the dogs, would that have been enough no. to push Brad Pitt into wrath and murder him? He's like, God damn it, but my wife's okay? My wife's fine. Gwyneth is fine. Like, he might but, have shot uh, him, but he might have not killed him. I mean, uh, <laughs> this wasn't a John Wick scenario. No, no, thankfully. I, I, I actually, like, yeah, we don't want that. No, we don't want that. We don't want, you know, the animals dying on our watch. Uh, I was, I was really, uh... Yeah, you kill... His dead wife's puppy. I hope Keanu fucking yeah, of course destroys you entirely, completely justified. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is a fantastic movie. I love this. We're talking today about uh, <laughs> Master Director Fincher and his murderers with a brain. Yeah, I hope you've uh, seen this movie because we just uh, totally spoiled the, the ending. Spoiler alert! No, uh, uh, seven? Yet yeah, no, we're fi- ever. That's a twenty-five thirty now. Nearly that's thirty old, year old that's a movie. Twenty eight year old film. And if you haven't seen it, you are twenty eight, and you should have. seen I it. I hadn't seen it. Yeah, that is, that was surprising. You being a freaking huge nineties person, and like you just there was no particular reason. There was just like that. I maybe it was because the ending was spoiled for me, and it's like, yeah, I get enough of this movie. It's fine. But it, it's uh, it, it's 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 pretty fantastic. The uh, he uh, Fincher wanted the opening credits to. Uh, uh, be akin to Saul, uh, Saul Bass's Hitchcock stuff. He actually pulled a lot. He actually does pull a lot from um, Hitchcock as well as uh, as as well as Alan Pakula, uh, who did Clute and uh, uh, and other paranoid uh, uh, movies from the nineteen seventies. Mm. He uh, really he really enjo- uh, he really enjoys the alienation, the degradation, the sadness, the frustration. Now. Um, I've seen, he's not my top five, but he's in, I think, my top 20 filmmakers, but he's not, you know, what, what, I'm just saying my love, and so the other people on, in the, in the world can hear, I am a So what Fincher is he, 17? What? What is he, number 17? I, I made, I have to look up my letterbox list. That, uh, oh god, what a fucking geek, uh, geek man. What is your letterbox, Michael? <laughs> In case anyone wants to follow, so, no, it, it, it will be it, it's at I believe at Silly's review. You can just look at uh, at Mike Michael Benson at, at, or at MJB Comedy. You can get all the fucking things and eventually find my letterbox. And I will I do have it in the show notes of every episode. My letterbox and my Instagram and my tic, and the TikTok. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh huh. The uh, this was a packed. Uh, month this month it came out in September of 1995. Oh yeah, 95. Uh, seven, and you will be amazed. Some of your favorites and some of my favorites and some movies that we might actually we will do do for the pod came out this month. Okay, so we got wait what month? September of 1995. 
You could, uh, in which this movie was released, you could watch The Big Green, which is a soccer, a comedy soccer movie, a soccer comedy, uh, per, uh, a, a remake of Piranha, like a, another remake of Piranha, which is weird, uh, Moonlight Valentino with, uh, uh, with Denise Richards and Whoopi Goldberg, getting those two beauties together, what I think beautiful women those are the two beautiful women i i think i think of you but at, at, as far as like 90s celebrities denise richards and Whoopi goldberg woo they are moonlight and valent maybe uh, we don't know who's valentino we also have of course a movie called stonewall which is about you know the wall of stones that happened during the gay times no that's not no that's not what it was no it's about no well you know what stonewall is it's a wall of stones <sighs> georgia no i know what it all right um one of the worst slash best halloween movies the curse of mike michael myers wait came did out georgia come out yeah georgia the one out. with uh mayor winningham and jennifer jason lee yes it is yeah, if you movie. want to do that we we could uh mute witness bridges of madison county to Die For. Uh, that's a good movie. Uh, which we're going to eventually do. Uh, Empire Records also came out this month. Oh, nice. Showgirls also came out this oh, month. Oh, shit. This movie, uh, Seven, came out this month. Um, a movie called Funny Bones. There's Arctic Blue with Rudger Hauer. There's Blue in the Face uh, with Harvey Cartel. That is not a porno- pornography movie. Uh, um... It's it's an independent film, and my personal favorite—I don't care what I get for this—but my personal favorite Spike Lee movie, Clockers, and uh, and do you remember that uh, movie with Jason Priestley, who where he was the hitman? It was called Cold Blooded. Oh, vaguely that that movie was really weird. It was not good. Riffing on that fucking Tarantino shit. Of course, we also had Woody Allen's Mighty Aphrodite. Ooh, she's a pretty sex worker. Let's see if Woody Allen touches her boobs. He probably does. He's old. Um, Was that Mira Sorvino? Yes, and and she has the glasses, and she's like, Ooh, I'm, I'm an intelligent sex worker. And she was smart. Uh, a movie called Senior Trip. Screamers, as well as Tu Wong Fu, also oh, came out this uh, this month. We're going to do that. Yeah, we're going to eventually. Yeah, we're definitely going to do that. Uh, as well as Christopher Walken in The Prophecy. And mm. uh, another movie, that, uh, which I want to do, called The Innocent. And all I know about it is that it has Anthony Hopkins... Isabella Rossellini and Campbell Scott. That's that's nineties. That's a very nineties cast. That's that what is nineties as fuck. And and Isabella Rossellini is trying to kiss Anthony Hopkins, and he's not into it. So maybe we will find out who the innocent is, but not in this episode. This episode is about uh, um, about unempathetic human beings or people who try to who try really hard to. Uh, be murderers and sometimes they succeed yeah they um you've probably seen both of them and just for another warning we're going to be as we do with most of our episodes uh we are going to be spoiling we're gonna spoil the shit out of it and we're gonna deal with it and that's fine but uh you know it's 
Now, uh, before we get into it, which uh, to recap for our audience, which which Fincher movies had you seen beforehand? So you see, you fell asleep during Alien Three. You told me, right? Or you kept on? Yeah, that's I, nice. I, well, yeah, but. I. I I've done that like twice. I've tried to sit through Alien 3. I really like the first and the second one. I can sit through the fourth one if I have to. I don't want to. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But, I, I um, sat through it once. It was dirge. It's a bit dir- dirgy. It just it, and he's disowned it. He doesn't like it anymore. Yeah. He doesn't even think it's his. They the uh fucking studios fucked with the post uh, post production and fucked with it, the script so much that it didn't make any sense and he was really unhappy with it and the way that they put it on screen was very so he he's completely hated that shit any, anyway well we've both clearly seen gone girl cuz that was our first date yes which makes it our my second favorite uh uh, Fincher movie for obvious emotional reasons, and that's a really great one. Of course, uh, and, and and not for not for bro reasons. I just happened to watch it at the right age, but I do really like Fight Club. We still, I still like Fight Club. I haven't seen it in like five or six, uh, probably five or six years. But I would like to revisit it just to get my mind around the. Did you ever? Yeah, you watched the game with me. Eventually, we'll do it for the pot. Eventually. Oh but yeah, do, my mom the, loves that movie. That that's actually a that's. That's one of my. That's actually one of my favorites. Another. Oh, and he did Mindhunter. We, yeah, he we did. Enjoyed he, that. Well, that was. And awesome. he uh, and he basically uh, created Netflix streaming situation because House of Cards, which he directed and co-produced and put together, was the first uh, original programming from Netflix. He has uh, worked on Express Yourself at, uh, of Mad- uh, Madonna. He did uh, a, a Wallflowers movie. Uh, Wallflowers song. Music, Sorry, music video. Mu- not music video. Blah. Uh, uh, right. Bef- uh, yeah. Which one was it? Was it One Headlight? Yeah. I. Uh, let me see here. I believe so. Of course. Uh, you've seen? Have you seen Zodiac? My. F- oh yeah. You probably watched that a w- long while ago. That's uh, pretty much my favorite one. You may, course, you may hmm. have made me see it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh no! It was Sixth Avenue Heartache, not One Headlight. Sixth, yeah, and, and that was right after Seven and before uh, before the game. But he uh, he did oh, Love Is Strong by the Rolling and he, Stones. And he did Madonna's Bad Girl. That is one of my favorite Madonna songs. He also did a commercial uh, uh, for the Cancer Society of a baby in the womb smoking. Jesus. That's the that that was very. He's always had a very strange relationship with. Uh, He's always had a very strange relationship with uh, consumerism and alienation and martyrdom and and dealing with corporate, having a weird transactional relationship with. uh, Damn, he did an assload of music videos. Yeah, he did a a whole bunch of them. He's he's a fucking. Abdul and Jody Watley. Yeah, he's he's a fucking he's the fucking man, and uh, he he worked as on Return of the Jedi. At ILM in nineteen yeah in in the early eighties and uh, yeah he's uh, he also worked on in Indiana Jones in eighty four uh, uh, doing IR, uh, ILM stuff since he was a matte photographer mm. but uh, he's a he's a really fa- he's a really fascinating guy he's known for his meticulous and uh, deliberate style a lot of people it, he even. You know, he even likes him. Uh, he loves Kubrick a lot. A lot of people think he's a, a of a similar thing because he does 
so, uh, a lot of takes. He's very methodical and very meticulous and very uh, just oh, wonderful. Yeah, and uh, you didn't see. Yeah, you saw Panic Room. Did you mention? Oh yeah, that I did Panic? see. I did see Panic Room when it first came out on video. And uh, bun- uh, the button, Benjamin Button, where uh, Brad Pitt goes from an old man to a to a baby. That looked a little schmaltzy. It for me. is schmaltzy. It's Fincher's Spielberg movie. Yeah, it's very. No, I didn't. I, not my yeah, also not my bag. I I need to see someone dead. No, he did that right after Zodiac, and of course he did the freaking social ne- uh, social network movie, which you probably saw. It with no. that. you didn't see that. Oh, we're gonna do that eventually. But that's but that's quite good. And the girl with the dragon tattoo. Did you ever get a chance to? No, no. It's it's all right. It's a decent uh, production, and that they went to it they were gonna do to another director and completely have a completely different cast or some bullshit i was not into it all that much but uh yeah that's a really decent uh american adaptation with daniel craig uh, there were so there's so many people that uh were going to play the brad pitt role there were uh ned Beatty was going to play uh uh was going to play the John Doe role before Kevin Spacey because he looked so much like Ned the Beatty. Act- what, Ned really? Beatty. Yeah, Ned Beatty. Huh. But because he he it, it, strangely enough was so connected to the uh it, it looks so much like the actual Zodiac killer and in fact 10 years uh, 12 years later he would uh, he would be doing uh, Dave Fincher would be doing a movie about uh, on Zodiac but if you look at Ned Beatty's actual face, it looks a lot like one of the very first sketches of, of what the Zodiac Wait, so Ned like. Beatty was supposed to be in Zodiac, or he was No, he was supposed film? to be John Doe in this movie. Oh. And, uh, yeah, he, he passed on. Denzel passed on the Brad Pitt role, oh, and shit. he considers it one of his uh, biggest fucking regrets, but he found the, the uh, material a bit too uh, disturbing and evil, which, I mean... Okay, calm down. But he really he saw it in theaters and regretted the fuck. I was yeah. like, ah, damn, that's amazing. That's awesome. I should have bet in this. Any other initial thoughts before we jump into? No initial movie? thoughts. Oh, oh, okay, okay, fine, good, understood. There's that. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of quietness in this. There's a lot of uh, ca- uh, kind of calmness uh, because we open basically with just. An apartment at uh, Morgan Freeman's apartment, and just getting a uh, 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 him putting on his uh, watch and all that fucking shit. He's one of the good policemen. He's like upstanding, and he's old, and he's uh, and he's just about to fucking leave. He's going to leave the force in a week. It, it, there's enough uh, recognizable uh, uh tropes and shit that are in like plenty of other cop movies i'm going off the four you know a lot of people thought i would uh some stupid executives thought that the i think they're fairly stupid but they thought it would be oh this is too similar to lethal weapon what there's there's only like one different one you know one connection is that one is white and one is black and one is uh, and one is retiring and that's it but nothing else you know the Brad Pitt character isn't suicidal he's mostly just an angry yeah, he's a bit of a hothead hothead and when Fitcher first saw him he thought oh he's a uh, he's uh he's 
he looks like he's well, too well put together because before this, it was Legends of the Fall and like Interview with the Vampire, and he felt like way too. Uh, Fincher felt like he was way too. Brad was way too put together, and he couldn't play a fuck up or a uh, rambling, arrogant fucking idiot. Pr- uh, like just like can't see the forest through the trees, or doesn't want to. You know, it doesn't want to. He has this anger and frustration and fall over himself that personality that, uh, that 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 is in this character. But he was, con- yeah, he was. I like that when uh, Morgan Freeman's character was uh, Somerset, Detective Somerset. Yeah. Um, when his character is getting ready, right before we learn really anything about him verbally, yeah, we see that there is a set up chess set in the foreground of like his bedroom. Or in his apartment somewhere, and he also keeps a metronome on his bedside table. As of like, I thought that was a really smart way of like showing, not telling, that he's a very measured, methodical person. Yeah, which is a very intellectual, does research, this kind of person that really likes to think things out. So I thought that was really yeah, it's some good. really smart touches. It's really like you said, the production design um, is really production good. design and the framing of the camera. Fincher knows how to tell a yeah, story really well simple shot. and well. Put what this is just simple, decent, great kind of storytelling at its at its uh, at its finest. Um, he he gets to this. Uh, he gets this freaking um, what this this uh, this murder, but isn't uh, it isn't part of the seven murders that we're gonna cover? But it gets to this uh, uh, murder that is just like a complete shit show. He doesn't feel up to it. Feels like a it it, it feels like a fucking failure and. Brad Pitt's character Mills is uh, uh, comes to comes to meet him and you know talk to him about the fucking shit and uh, yes on Monday on uh, on Monday and says oh listen and you can tell Brad Pitt is you know this is brash Brad he's brash Brad throughout the entire thing not thinking cl- uh, clearly enough through other fucking shit and uh, they uh, and there's a bit of. Uh, Tension and butthead stuff is like, oh, are you gonna be an asshole to me? I, uh, I, I think you mean like head butting. Head butting, not, not them just being buttheads. Yeah, no, they're butting heads. They're yeah. butt. They're buttheads. They're butting heads. That's what they're doing, and or at least Brad Pitt's trying to butt his uh, butt the head of of, of Morgan Freeman, uh, Detective Somerset, and uh, he has a he recently uh, and we uh, we know that he's young. He's ready. He spent his he's fucking 20s as a fucking beat cop he's like i can do this just let me you know i can do it we're uh, we stick together if we stick together and be one with each other and try to communicate we'll have a decent enough week and then surprise surprise we got the fucking huge uh <laughs> the huge fucking guy that is uh apparently 415 pounds this guy the first murder victim you mean yes the first uh, but the actor is 415 oh, pounds wow. who is apparently he died in his uh spaghetti Th- that's the worst way to die i would say i don't know the- that's the way i want to go you okay in a in a face uh in a plate full of pasta so <laughs> so he was Yes. I could make that happen. We're gonna make that happen. Oh shit! Is that a threat? No, I or just say that if you if, when you need to when you want to die, just keep on feeding. So yeah, pasta. yeah, they go to investigate in this kind of like hoarder house. There's like one TV on top of another, and the picture's not clear. So this person is yeah, hoarder shut in. 
Yeah. We learn a little bit about that victim that way. Yeah, and he... Uh, morbidly obese. Morbidly obese. A lot of... Oh, so many freaking cans of, of spaghetti that are there. And we find out a little bit later that he... Ha- that uh, the killer had cans. The killer has been fucking, which is also the name of the fucking second movie. But you know, John Doe, bad guy, has actually, and we know this is the twenty-five. There's a long movie. We're spoiling this. If you haven't seen it, I'm very sad. But uh, there's it, it. It implies that he brought. He kept on buying food. Yeah, of course, because we we find out that he goes in the middle of everything, goes back to the grocery and keeps on feeding him, which is. It's it's methodical and terrible. Well, they find that they find, they that, find out that out later. later. Yeah, I know. I'm just well. They're just investigating. Like his ankles are kind of garroted. They're tied together. Yeah. There are plates of food out with roaches all over all over them. So just no one has been it. Seemingly, no one has been in or out of this house. Yeah. In quite a while. That's a similar thing with a whole bunch of uh, with at least one other freaking huge kill. Is that all of these. <laughs> All these environments in which all these fucking people are in are just like fucking disturbed and disturbed. But yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. But yeah, yeah, they find that out later at the autopsy. Yeah, yeah. apparently his heart was the size of a canned ham. Yeah, not good. Um, That's a big. And there were yeah, there were two shopping receipts found, which meant two grocery store trips when he basically ate to death. So yeah, so it's like okay, this was not self inflicted. Oh yeah. And also the um kind of the uh, the plastic pellet things were found in his stomach. We'll yeah, find out later. which is really f- this is really fucked up. They get, yeah they talk to the examiner and just tells them all this stuff played by Reggie Car- uh, Carthay and is uh, he the um the autopsy guy? Yeah, he was the autopsy guy who's been. What's the name for the autopsy guy? What is that? That's Morgue not- man. Yeah, that's not the co- <laughs> that's not the coroner. Is that the coroner? So yeah, we find out he also he had internal bleeding, and there was a mark on his head, which looks like the um, like the uh, like he had his uh, like the the butt of the gun or the fucking front of the gun pressed on his temple. Yes, or something exactly. Like that. For yeah. quite a while, so, so so he was forced at gunpoint to feed himself and to death. And you know he had both his feet and his arms fucking you know tailored, be- you know. Tied back by freaking wire. That is, that's a really the the fucking images in these in the in this movie are pretty uh, pretty dark and pretty like this is the this is the shine of a new filmmaker. But yeah, Arlie Ermy, uh, who is the who is the police captain, says, "Oh, okay, here we go." The next day, there's the that there's the killing of the fucking. Yeah, Tuesday, we, yeah, we see District Attorney Shaft talking to the press. Yeah, Shaft, Richard Roundtree, baby. Br- yeah, press. Brad Pitt's there. He's trying to avoid the paparazzi. Yeah, and, um, and, and oh, also, they do find, they do find the, oh, yeah, eventually they find the word gluttony uh, on yeah, that Yeah, that first, happens a bit Yeah, later. but that happens a little bit later when he finds, it, oh, when... Morgan Freeman find, Somerset finds out what what everything is. The second one, uh, killing. Oh no, calm down! It's a killing of a lawyer. There's a pe- uh, there's a piece of a uh, pound of flesh on the on the fucking scale. You find that green. out later though at Brad Pitt's apartment. Yeah, but those were uh, that those were pictures taken at the 
at at the crime scene that mm-hmm. that happened and there's greed everywhere there's the Well there's um, greed written in blood on the carpet of the office. Yes, exactly. And also <clears throat> blood glasses drawn on his wife's photo and the lawyer apparently just bled out. Yeah, and uh, and they uh, they're having a lot of trouble, you know, interrogating and finding what's new finding what's new he finally says okay there's going to be like and he comes uh tells uh tells his captain arlene ermy that hey okay there's going to be a lot more of the a uh, lot more of them there's going to be greed greed and uh and we're gonna find out what glut he goes back to find out what gluttony yeah, is yeah yeah okay so after so after the um the lawyer's office we go back to like Morgan Freeman in his um, in the precinct, whatever. And yeah, the captain is giving him shit for retiring. He's like, "Oh, you're not gonna want to retire. You're gonna miss this." And Morgan Freeman's like, "Uh, no, I'm good." And that that's when he gives him the jar of the kind of like um, plastic shavings that were found in the obese man's stomach, and he gives it to him in a jar. That's when Morgan Freeman goes back to the hoarder house where the obese man died. And he finds scratches on the wood floor that match the plastic shavings. Yeah, match the plastic shavings. Yes, that's correct. And that's when he's like looking through stuff. He's like looking through his fridge. Finds all he finds all the um. And he the looks packages. six burritos left in the freaking freezer. Left in the ten package in the free in the yeah in the refrigerator. And then goes back and looks uh, and pushes back the or pulls back the refrigerator and finds. A note, uh, a note, and the word gluttony, uh, uh, written, uh, or kind of scratched it, scratched in. It's in Greece. Greece, in Greece. That's what it is. That makes sense. It's in Greece yes, because he's is, fat. Yeah, greed is in blood. Gluttony is in Greece, and the note is a passage from Paradise Lost by John Milton. You know, I uh, I knew that you would probably get a kick out of all these literary. Uh, <laughs> yes, I did. Notices and references and all of this intelligent working. Apparently, we're going to get to this later, but it really did take two months to d- fill up all of those notebooks filled with insanity and all that fucking shit. I was... I, I also... The other cre- really great thing about this movie is that I love how he keeps on going back. Like, ooh, I'm not figuring out what's going on. You know where I need to go? The fucking library! That'll help me figure it out. Where else to... And this is 1994-5. This is before the internet got big enough that you could find out what shit was. Or there wasn't Mm -hmm. as much stuff on it. But, yeah, it's... uh, Pre-Wikipedia. Pre-Wikipedia, of course. Pre a lot of shit. But, uh, yeah, it's... It's really... It's really really fucking... Disturb. It's really great. so. Yeah, more. You know, then they're all they're back together. Morgan Freeman is basically talking about how he doesn't want to deal with this case. It's too gnarly for him. Um, Brad Pitt is super stoked on it. Like, I'm all over it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, man, I got it. Yeah, Fuck him. That's when Morgan Freeman gets into a cab and goes to the library where the guards are playing poker. Yeah, and uh, they find out. Oh, where's the culture? Oh, here's how's this for culture? They turn up the beautiful music. Which is really nice. This soundtrack is fantastic. The uh, it is a Nine Inch Nails. Uh, clo- it is closer that opens up the yeah. movie. That's uh the um, that is uh, the credits opening. But it's remixed by one of my other favorite bands, Coil. 
that came oh, out. Oh, interesting. Uh, uh, that is another electronic, uh, electric, uh, no, industrial type of experimental uh, remix type of band that remixes and uh, makes their own unusual, beautiful stuff. And, of course, what closes the uh, movie, and then we'll get into it again some more, what closes the movie is David Bowie's... Uh, uh, a David Bowie song from an underrated David Bowie album called The Outside. And, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. So while Morgan Freeman is in the library, Brad Pitt is studying the crime scenes. <clears throat> we see Morgan Freeman reading up on biblical classic literature. You know, um, <clears throat> the you know usual suspects, your Dante, your Chaucer. And he gives the research to Brad Pitt research to brad pitt yeah that's as he sh because he wants to say okay here you go look into this shit i'm getting out of here because i need to and i want to and i should but yeah, yeah. he just kind of tosses it on his um <clears throat> he gets it delivered to him via another cop in his car just tosses in the um oh, oh no no he drops it on his desk and brad pitt gets all pissed off about the quote-unquote f slur poetry that he left him just, and then he's sitting in his car and he gets a delivery by another cop. He opens the envelope and it's a bunch of Cliff's notes. Cliff's notes, yeah. It's, <clears throat> Morgan Freeman's like, yeah, I know you're not going to read actual books, but here you go. I personally thought he got it for himself. He got the Cliff notes for himself, not Morgan Freeman. Then why were they it. delivered by another cop? Oh, that's that's a good that's a good point. But Brad's playing a bit of a fucking yeah. Yeah, he doesn't want to read books. He wants to get down and dirty and get bad guys. He's getting bad guys. Yeah, which is another tr uh, another staple yeah. of a of uh, of an American movie character in the crime genre of like I, I don't care. I'm here to murder. I'm here to kill. So the two of them are in the same office now. Gwyneth Paltrow uh, calls um, Brad Pitt answers, but he she actually wants to talk to Morgan Freeman, and she invites him to dinner, and he goes. Yeah, more, uh, this was going to possibly be uh, uh, both Robin Wright and Christina Applegate were offered and rejected oh. it. Could oh. you could you imagine? Oh, totally. And of course, Robert Duvall, Gene Hackman, and Al Pacino all rejected the Morgan Freeman Somerset role, which is I can't imagine. And it was actually written by uh, uh, written for William Hurt. The hmm. Somerset role, but oh. once it, it, yeah, but now the movie's so indelible and iconic and unique and specific that it's really kind of hard to imagine any of those people in that. I mean, I guess I could see, yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway. So, did you ever find out what that cool art piece was? No, I was looking in into their, the shit and I couldn't really apartment. find it. It looked like uh, it really did look like German or Parisian or like a Parisian film. Uh, poster yeah it did it did look like poster art like yeah. like film poster art but like i couldn't European but i art, i yeah. was uh i was but because we do get a freaking rot we do get a rothko <laughs> or like a was rothko, it, was like, it rothko? Uh, that was just my guess no that uh, probably not a rothko but it, we do get like a actual uh, actual specific you know art house painting that is uh we'll find out a little bit about but yeah they get uh, it says but she hangs up the phone without before talking back. She's like, oh, okay, okay, goodbye. I'll see you then. And then... Gives she, the phone back to Red Pit and she has already hung she up. She has already hung up. And, and he's like, uh-oh, so what's the thing? Oh, I got, uh, I got invited to your home. We're having for a nice supper. So there, there you go. And is trying to connect... Uh, uh, I guess 
because we're going to find this out later, she's lonely. She's in a dark. I mean, she's yeah. They, they stuck just to moved this to this particular city from somewhere upstate. This was shot in Los Angeles, apparently, but it was entirely shot in Los Angeles. Oh, does, really? Does does look because so much of it is t- so many pieces and environments are taken from so many different cities as I thought. You thought it was a bit of there's a bit of New York, there's a bit of Chicago, yeah. there's a bit of L.A., there's a bit of. All sorts of these different types of cities that he is picking from, like the worst parts of those cities, like the like the dirtiest and scariest parts of those cities. He's putting into this, putting into this movie. A lot of uh, a lot of Marvel pilled guys. I don't I'm or super hill super hill superhero pilled guys uh, think this is set in you know DC's Gotham. Like because all of this terrible stuff is happening all the time, and it's all so, so the Marvel pilled guys no, think that it's set in DC's I, Gotham. It just sounds better when I say Marvel pilled than DC pilled. But I meant superhero pilled. Some people that are so fucked up by superheroes I, I didn't that they don't know that how was to. A term. No, I made it up. Thank you very much. Reddit, get to fucking work and put that into fucking more memes, you fucks. Uh, but here's, uh, but, you know, some sort of, like, people that are so obsessed with that shit really think it's like, oh, it's set in Gotham where all these terrible things are happening, and it's, Then uh, why does Bat, why doesn't Batman yeah, catch Yeah, goddammit, Batman, catch John, catch Kevin Spacey, none of us can, he's, he's still free. That was, that was still totally <laughs> big, Batman catching Lex Luthor, though, and that's a gnarly crossover. Yeah, exactly, but, uh... <laughs> Actually, that's what I could have preferred in that fucking superhero uh, Superman Returns 2006 movie with fucking Brian Singer directed it. Two scary men. We'll talk about Mister Scary, Mister uh, Scary Man, Mister uh, fucking uh, Verbrickent himself, or you know, <laughs> to put it mildly. Kaiser I don't know Sol- what you're talking about. Verbal Kent was uh, Kevin Spacey's handicap. Disabled man's uh, character's name that was the cover for his, his real name, which was Kaiser oh, yes. Soze. Anyway, but um, he's uh, he didn't want he he'd shot so many things already. He wanted it to be a complete surprise. He wasn't going to sign on to the movie unless he had. Uh, he wasn't going to sign on to the movie unless they kept the ending. It was just. Hey, are you going to keep the ending to this wonderful uh, movie, or is it going to be a whole fucking thing? They ho- they had a whole bunch of different uh, endings written, but none of them really worked with audience members, and all of it kind of uh, it's like, oh, what if summer? Uh, what if uh, Somerset kills uh, Mills before Mills can kill uh, John Doe? Or what if Somerset kills John Doe instead of Mills at the very end? There were all these hubbub and studio notes about all this fucking shit. And of course, the ultimate cut work, uh, worked out the way it was supposed to. because that need- But I guess the audience needed more of a come down. They couldn't deal with just everything going to black after he shoots John Doe. But I'm way far ahead. That's happening at the end. But, uh... So... Yeah. They get to work after dinner, um, looking at all the you know the the crime scene photos of the pictures of the lawyer with his left arm tied, and with his right arm, with his right hand he was given a butcher knife, and that's when we make a point of noting the scale with a with um, flesh on it, and we see the scale is uh, as exactly one pound. Yeah. So that's a nice um, merchant. Um, merchant of Venice, which is brought up. Uh, they. 
Uh, and he's, yeah, I, I know what you're talking, and he kind of, uh, Brad uh, slash Mills kind of feigns, like, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, messing up what he's referencing. He's like, yeah, the Dante thing, I know what, what this oh, is. yeah. And fuck it up. In their fucking vibrating home, they have three, I think they have three dogs as well, just to get some color to the movie as well, but yeah, they have three dogs. But yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm just glad, I, I'm glad Fincher has some fucking... For lack of a better word, what he says in the next movie, I'm glad he has empathy towards animals to not have them be hurt. And I, I, I can't remember any animals dying in any of his other movies. Anyway, but uh, God bless him for that. But let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, so with the note, you know, a pound of flesh, no more, no less, that he had to cut off of himself. Yeah. Which is uh, impressive. And all this thing, he's making the sinners do these sinful things. Uh, Which do is these supposed things. to be like an atonement thing. Yeah. Atonement thing. He's making, and this will happen for all of or them. Hey, if you're going to be. In the play, it was a, yeah, it was a payment. Yeah, it was a payment. Yeah, of course. That uh, that gets that gets them into uh, it to go back uh, to the lawyer's office where they're saying, what's re- what's here? What is here? What is well, here? And freaked well, out. They, they realized that like the mean- murders weren't in Dante's order. Um, and then Brad Pitt shows Morgan Freeman the photo of the wife with the blood glasses on. Oh, yeah. And they he figures out, it's like, okay, so she's supposed to see something. Or know something, at least. In the office. Well, no, she's wearing glasses. Oh, yeah. Show, showing that she's facing something she's supposed to... Like, he's trying to show us something that she's seeing, that the photo is seeing. Okay. So that's yeah. when they go talk to the wife. Yes. And they... That's sh- when she realizes it's up, uh, the painting's upside down, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. They show her photos of the crime scene, and they're like, is anything off? Yeah. And she's looking because she's freaking out because this is, you know, the pictures of her husband being slain. He, They were going to have him be naked, but he said, no, you're going to have to pay me a lot more money if you if you want me, a regular lawyer, to be in this particular scene and uh, be naked in this scene being dead. So, no, I'm not going to be naked. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, they find, uh, so they go back and they uh, find out the thing about the... Uh, that the paint, yeah, the paint. She says the painting is upside down, so get, they get the painting, and they're not sure. And they go look at the painting, and they're upside down. Oh, what is this? Is this anything? Let's find out. And uh, there's nothing behind it. There's nothing right behind the painting, as far as like what's inside the po- uh, possibly inside the painting, but behind, uh, actual behind it on the actual just wall, there is. Uh, it, they get. He does, you know, dust, dust for prints and gets the gets the prints for uh, of of whoever, and they're gonna fucking find that out. But yeah, well, it's the, not just prints; it's written "Help, help me, me" on the wall on on the wall, and it's not. Yeah, that's in prints that have to be dusted for. So yes. they're trying to test those prints. Yes, I know that. Yeah, I yeah. know you know <laughs> that. <laughs> I know. I just uh, this is good stuff. Uh, is so and. It, it and I guess the fucking prints are of the sloth character, <laughs> sloth character, the uh of the of the disgusting sex offender uh, uh guy. That's uh that's that's what that is, and they try to fi- uh, find him if I'm not m- mistaken, right? Yeah, exactly. 
And uh, yeah, they think they think that he um, they run the print database, which takes quite a while. And it's a pedophile. And then pederast. we're on Thursday now, I believe. Yeah. I think I skipped a couple days. I just missed the um because it took a couple of days to deal with through that. Yeah. Um, and then the captain is having this meeting about how the prince matched this um, criminal who is known to be mentally ill, who was born and raised Southern Baptist, which is relevant for some reason. Um, and he was one of the lawyer's clients. Yeah. So then the SWAT team goes after him, but Morgan Freeman isn't buying this. No, and neither are we, and neither is anybody. It doesn't make, it's too clean, it's too easy, and it's already fucking, yeah. So they break into his apartment, and there are pine tree air fresheners, like, Everywhere. dozens oh, of the them, t- maybe, the top, maybe yeah. you know, hundreds, hanging, hanging from, from the, the ceiling. ceiling. Yeah, and uh, uh, John C. McGinley, who is... Uh, in so many great movies of the 80s and 90s and, and now uh, plays the SWAT team leader, basically making... Sh- and he's in this throughout. Basically, you don't really know what his name is, really, but he's doing all this fucking shit. And he's, he's saying, okay, we're all good in here. Hey, Dex! Dex, we found him! He, uh, we want you to come over here. And it's basically this pederast just being emaciated and fucked up. And he's been there for, like, a, a, like over a, at least a year. And he, so, you And know, Sloth is written on the wall behind the bed. Yeah, and or, that or, is... Or, yeah, right, right above the right bed, above that is the, to say. Right above the bed. And, and, yeah, they know that he's been, been there that long because there are pictures of his face deteriorating every day for a year yeah. up to the day before they break in. He's like, wow, this is pretty well fucking planned by this dude yeah and he was cathetered and everything so they have there are blood and urine samples and it's like yeah go ahead test this guy for whatever you want yeah and but then he's not dead no he is not dead he wakes up and it's a whole it's a whole fucking thing this is uh uh, i believe what happened the next major scene i thought was when they were talking in the hall about this and uh, the photographer a photographer yes. comes up to it, uh, comes up to Brad and says, "Hey, I want to take your picture. Hey, I want to take your picture. Hey, this is a free speech in a free country, man. Hey, don't fucking hit me." Yeah, Brad Pitt gets pissed off at pissed the Papo. At the Papo, and we find out who the Papo is later. But yeah, that's and then just like I don't like, I don't like this. It's so fucking pissed off. It's um, yeah, I, I believe it is. Uh, I believe then it's uh, eventually. I believe on Friday. Tracy, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow meets with uh, Morgan Freeman slash Somerset. Well, well we and, go oh, yeah. to the hospital where we'll they go. took the victim since oh, he's yeah. still alive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> for however long. Oh. And he's on, ty- on antibiotics for bed sores. He chewed off his own tongue. Like, he's all fucked up. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, and and now he has hell to look forward to, says the doctor, because he knows who the fucker is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just, yeah, this that's a... You, bad way, to, bad way to die. But yeah. yeah. So then, yeah, then Gwyneth Paltrow calls Morgan Freeman again, says she has no one to talk to. So on Friday, they meet at a breakfast restaurant. Yeah, and she kind of uh, implies, ra- rather than not says out outright that she is pregnant, and says, "I don't know what I'm gonna do." Uh, 
like yeah, if, she, she's been looking for a teaching job, but the schools around there are terrible. Are shit, and it's scary. And I, I don't blame her if you're in like some people would say this is the seventh circle of hell or something like that. There's a whole bunch of fucking wild theories about like interpretations of this movie is that it's all set in the seventh circle of hell, and that's why everything is it's raining all the time. That's why there's no there's why there's so much hopelessness and shit like that. There's a lot of anyway. So mm-hmm. uh, and so we don't want. So like private school, you know, he's uh, she's not working, and he's on a moved. yeah. They just moved. That's why she's looking for a job. Yeah, and she, uh, but private school for the for the for an, for a kid is going to be pretty expensive. I thought I thought so, he yeah. was mentioning private schools as why don't you get a teaching job? Oh, that's a possibility. Yeah, that's a possibility rather too. than the terrible public schools. Yeah, and then and he tells her a story about how he got a lady pregnant before, and he just couldn't bring a child into the world, so he kind of badgered her into getting an abortion. abortion. And he says that he still feels right about it, but regrets it every day. Which is kind of antithetical. Remember, like those two ideas are kind of butting heads against each other. Well, like well, the, you can you can feel bad yeah. about it, even if you feel you have been, you made the right decision. It's an authentic. It's an authentic feeling, of, yeah. from, Especially from a man, especially, and it's also realistic. I this happened long ago when I was in half and when I was really in love and I really cared about her and I shouldn't have done it. I was a bad man who not bad man, but just made a mistake and badgered in her into believing in that. That seems realistic. A lot of this stuff is so, even though it's hyper uh, uh, hyper stylized in so many ways, it's grounded in so, uh, enough realism that uh, that has uh, that man. This this possibly could ha- yeah possibly could happen. But she says if you do have the baby, make sure to spoil that kid as much as possible. But he also tells her if you choose not, not to, to have the baby, don't ever tell Brad Pitt you were pregnant. What do you What do you think about that? As a I I like I like I kind of get it, but then she has to she has to carry it alone. Yeah, and that's a that's also a fucking huge burden that you know yeah it's yeah, better to communicate to with your partner about you know something that super and fucking important although if he doesn't yeah it's that has that's complicated it depends if it's too early enough for you to start showing whatever i don't know well no it's clearly very early yeah i'm just saying that yeah okay so that that's a fucking sad scene <laughs> there's so much fucking hopelessness in every single one of fincher's movies but yeah, then Morgan Freeman takes a. Uh, we find out that like, the thing about yeah the. Sloth victim, you know his rent was always paid. Um, no complaints were ever meant to his land were ever made to his landlord. So so he was being chained to his bed for a year, starved etc. Whatever was going on there. Um, but somebody was taking care of his bills. Someone was making Paying sure that everything rent. was okay. Yeah. Rent every fucking day of the month and everything like that. <laughs> I don't think he was paying rent every no, day it, of the month, it, every month of the shit. year. Month of the, every month of the year. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, he has to... Uh, he has to... Um, Somerset gets an, enough of a really fantastic idea. Is like, okay, he goes back to the library yeah, and thinks he, of the idea of this. this yeah, is so he, ta- he takes Brad Pitt back to the library, but Brad Pitt just eats chips there because he's Brad Pitt and he has to eat... Yeah, and he doesn't give a fuck about what's going on. All yeah, his movies. all of his movies. That's that's his main thing: being handsome, being stoned, and being uh, being hungry on film, but uh, or eating on film. So but, yeah, then they go to a pizza place to meet this other dude. And uh, listen, uh, listen. Oh, and he's, he's okay, okay. I'll get you that. You owe me. And it's basically a a a undercover FBI guy 
who uh, gets him a uh, who checked out the books of Dante's Inferno and yeah, he explains to Brad Pitt Dante's Peak. That wouldn't have you know. No, that's a completely uh, different thing. Uh, it's another great movie. We're gonna fucking do. Oh, I don't think don't it make was. Me watch, that. <laughs> watch it, of course, with Volcano. Oh lord, they're two. They came out within a year of each other. I think within it was the same year. I know it was a deep impact Armageddon scenario. Yeah, it's, they're both two better movies. In those two movies. Right. So Morgan Freeman ex- explains to Brad Pitt that the dude was FBI, and the FBI monitors library records for flagged books. Yeah. Anything that makes you look like a creep or a possible terrorist, anything like that. And, um, you know, Morgan Freeman's like, nobody can know that this is being done. I don't know this. You don't know this. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know this. Yeah. But, um, it's. So, so the FBI dude comes back and he gives, um, a list of who has checked out. Um, a bunch of, you know, the relate the related books, the books that Morgan Freeman was looking up, and anything related to the Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and he freaking finds out they they find they find them. They track uh, they find the apartment. Yeah, they're like not only did he check out you know those books, but you know a bunch of stuff on Aquinas and Cold Blood of Human Bondage, all kinds of fucked up shit. Of Human Bondage. Oh my gosh, that's that's rough. Anyway. <laughs> it's a terrible joke on human bondage. It's very rough, but uh, they come to the they come to the door and they're just like, oh, we're just gonna knock down, we're just gonna knock on the door and introduce ourselves and say hello and all that stuff and uh, yeah, and uh, no one is there and Brad is impatient and just being like, I want to be in there. We look, we got this guy. It is here and they and fucking. Somerset says, "Hey, we we need a fucking conviction." Doesn't, doesn't that happen after they they get shot at and the chase? No. Oh, that that was before the fucking shot at and chase because they. Uh, oh 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 yeah, but they oh yeah it's oh no it's after that yeah, yeah you're right yeah they show up to the apartment to try and case the joint. Then um or just look at it because they're not supposed to actually go in. But yeah, yeah yeah because they got undercover info and they don't have a warrant so they have no real probable cause no yeah and they and the guy it just as they're just gonna say hey we gotta we gotta leave the you know john doe or the guy another thing the thing i i think i noticed this again he was in a similar hat to the michael fassbender character when he first showed up with the groceries he had on a bucket uh John Doe slash Kevin Spacey had a buck a bucket hat in the background of that scene. Well, I think it was, was a rain a... hat because he was also wearing a slicker, but oh. but they are similar shapes. Yeah, they are similar shapes. There's a certain shape to specific hats when it comes to being on a man in a in a uh, in a killer movie. Thank you, Doctor. I'm so they get that. shot at. Brad Pitt chases him like into the apartment. Gets shot out from outside the window. The dude in the slicker, you know, gets chased. By Brad Pitt across the city streets, almost clocks Brad Pitt from above, holds a gun to his head. Morgan Freeman comes running, and the dude runs away. So they go back to the apartment, but that's when they talk. You know, Morgan Freeman's like, "You can't just go in there. We don't have a warrant. So if we find anything, it'll get thrown out." And he's like, "Okay, okay," and then he pretends to start walking away, and then kicks the door. Uh, k- it kicks yeah, which the door I knew open, was gonna happen. Which I knew was gonna happen because a his character informs the fucking st- that, and there's yeah, yeah, it does. So Brad Pitt paid a fake witness to give a statement <laughs> to prove some form of cause. Get some, get some food in you. Here's, here's, make sure you eat. 
That's what he tells the fucking. Well, I think he was basically like, spend this on food, not drugs. Yeah. No, that's what he meant, but yeah. Yeah. That's what he. Yeah. They're just, I'm just glad that he. So they find a closet full of butt plugs. Oh, so many. How many times did you write down butt plug? There were many of butt plugs in this. Kevin Spacey, you know, apparently his character and maybe himself. He's into butt plugs. I mean, his character. Well, there's crops and stuff and a neon cross. There's a drawer full of bottles of aspirin. Nope. Multiple cans of spaghetti sauce. Ha ha ha. Yeah. And a oh, Victor's hand, uh, the lawyer's hand in a jar. The jar, the hand that he uh, cut off. Cut off. And a receipt from Wild Bill's Leather Shop. Oh, Wild in Bill. In the name of a John Doe. Yum, yum. Wild Bear. Yippee. And there's also stuff from, uh, there's pictures from the emaciated sloth guy there's a connect or not i wouldn't say pictures but there's other things there i thought there was extra pictures there there's also uh, yes, also going through the there's a whole dark room of pictures of various crime scenes including brad pitt's fucking face <laughs> he's so pissed off about that ah damn it we had him he was right fucking there and i was an asshole to him and he was right there ah. yeah pretending to be a paparazzi um yeah there's um just Hundreds of composition books that are all filled with nonsense, notes on the seven deadly sins, a bathtub full of developing uh, fluid. That's where the, they find the pick from a Brad Pitt yeah. from the stairs when they were investigating the earlier crime. His mind just poured out onto paper, and there's so much of it. And yeah, two took two months to write all of that stuff, actually. Which is fucking insane. Yeah, Morgan insane. Freeman reads from one of the notebooks, and it's just a story about how he puked on some rando. And he didn't like it, and and how I couldn't stop laughing after the entire fucking thing because he was in because the guy he puked on was so scared and in such horror. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's some real sick sick oh some real fantastic sicko shit. And then yeah. the phone rings. Ding 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 ding. That's that's not that's not but yeah. Um, and Brad Pitt has to run all over and you know tell everyone to shut up so he can find the phone. Shut up! I'm trying to find a phone. This is what he said. No, he doesn't say that. But yeah, he's ah, he's just, hey, yes, exactly. Uh, and he says it. He admires. He admires you. I well, admire you. It's John Doe you. on it's the John phone Doe. once he answers yes. it. Yes, and he admires you, and I admire you, and I have to change my plans because you did this, and I have to hurry some things up, and that's okay. You know, I just have to do this. So yes. now, and that's giving us a hint of what is going to be happening at the ending of what his, uh, about the sins are going to be mm. at the ending. Because I envy you, I, I love your life and all that crap. But, uh, yeah. They also find a pic of a blonde lady. And then they go to Wild Bill's to ask about the receipt and what it was for. Which they don't show us yet. They don't show that. How did you feel about some of this shit? This is really rans. This is really rancid. How did I feel about what? About the about like what? I mean, they get they get to that and they find out. Oh, they he made this fucking thing. We still don't. And uh, they're told this guy it has a limp. And uh, in the back, in the background of the scene, just as he's saying that it was a guy with a limp, a guy with a limp walks back in the background from outside, nice. which is fucking insane. It's probably Spacey himself, but uh, yeah. And uh, they find they get it to this like dun. They somehow I forget how they connect to this dungeon place. Are you, were you able to get that part? How they are, well, they, they they find the blonde lady. I guess they were asking about her. Yeah, and she works at this like sex club or this yeah this underground sex club where they have private rooms underground, which is 
you know, not great. There's that, there's a guy in a cage going like, hey, man, you know, eh, he's talking and they go downstairs and it is really, <laughs> and the disturbing, you know, techno early to mid nineties industrial music is just playing throughout, uh, playing throughout this. Some Howard Shore stuff probably in it. In this as well as well as the decent, uh, the, as well as the fantastic sound design, you can uh, even tell in most scenes that they ha- were inflicting like sounds of just screaming in a lot of these scenes and just the constant raining. And those are the two things that have just made this feel much more compact and like claustrophobic in such a way, auditory wise. But yeah, they get down to this place and they find a uh, uh, they find a guy who was uh, a John. <laughs> well, they find a door with the word lust etched on it. Yeah. So they know that's where they need to go. And the inside is a dude freaking out with a uh, and we don't see the we don't see the body of the woman that got fucked to death apparently thank god thankfully i mean yeah it's it's not it, it's nice to actually have like restraint mm-hmm. from this yeah. uh, from fincher uh, and in both movies there's a lot of restraint and when the uh, violence is there it's it seems elegant and well put together that's a weird thing to say but it doesn't it doesn't feel super exploited exploitive you know we're not see uh, we're not seeing that actually happening we're of, uh, and he's screaming throughout. So when they're uh, interrogating both of them, the guy who works there, the guy who works at this sex club, un- sex underground club, owner. basically underground, says, "Look, the guy. People come in and out of there all the time. Everyone's so the, yeah, got a bag." Yeah, they take the guy that was freaking out in the room and the owner of the club back to the station for questioning. Yeah, for questioning, and uh, and yeah, these the guy is just like, ah, I just ah, I can't. Ah, in the previous scene and then just kind of calm down but still fucking freaking out because he was he he was made to put on a dildo that had a knife instead of an actual dildo it was a fucking knife dildo it was wild bill's knife dildo wild bill's knife dildo which you know you don't want to say that to a couple of cops yeah i made a knife dildo for some for some limping dude you think that's healthy? He's like, I thought it was for performance art. Yeah, performance art. Yeah, even if you're doing the performance art, someone's getting knifed with that dildo. There's a knife dildo. But, um, yeah, that's different. Don't do that. I am kind of wondering how you would die from that. I mean, like, I know it would hurt like a motherfucker. And fucking, it would... Fuck him to, you know, fuck her so hard. It, yeah, again, he's... He had a gun in my mouth. Ah! And so if you have a gun in your mouth and you say... It, it, uh, a guy is... Putting a gun in your mouth and you got a, a a knife dildo and he's saying, "Fuck her, fuck her harder, fuck her to death, or I'll kill you right now." Then you know, it, it's my gonna point happen. is I can see it doing a lot of damage to the lower organs, but I'm not. I mean, do you die from? Do you bleed out? Do you die from infection? I would say I would see, uh, with that big of a knife, you bleed the fuck. You uh, that's gonna rip your vagina from like. Up there to the fucking top, it might talk just trying to getting it in and out of there and then getting it and then taking it out. It's just gonna rip your, it's gonna rip the woman's body apart, Miranda. It's not just gonna just go for the vagina. You, no one, no guy has ever fucked with a knife dildo before. I mean, I have. God, I hope not. I, 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 I mean, if you have. T- <laughs> <laughs> Top notch nonsense at you. No, don't no, come. No, do not, do no. not tell us. If no, you don't that. tell. Anyone. Stay we will, away and we stop will g- get away from away. me, you fucks. 
I don't want to. I don't want to know you, you bastard. Uh, I'm gonna call nine one one. Tattle on you, you knife dildo man. But you know what, <laughs> knife dildo man. Uh, but I don't. You know, it's it's very scary. I think you could, and he certainly, she certainly did, made sure that that fucking happened. It's it, it's very scary. It's very disturbing. They, I love again, just the restraint, the pulling away. You can see that he did that. He really is pulling a lot from Clute with the recording and the converse. He's pu- also pulling from Coppola's the conversation and a lot of these shots and shit like that. So uh, there, uh, there's that. But um, yeah, it's it's ah God. That's that's the scare. That's the scariest kill i think out of oh definitely of that's the most unnerving having fucking someone to death with a knife dildo because you were made to by a guy with a gun that's scary but yeah oh yeah so they go to a bar and have a chat about apathy yeah congratulations another another touchstone of fincher's work apathy un- not no no such thing as unempathy but yeah there was that but um yeah and uh the next i forgot i forgot what happens if we if we actually uh in uh, the next one i forget what happens like eventually they get to the the pride one the one with yeah the- yeah ne- the next main thing is it's sunday we're just at the crime scene pride is on a wall and a lady with a cut up face that's that was cut up and then bandaged over it so apparently he was allowing her to call for help and save her life or live and be disfigured. Yeah. Oh, um, died to by call, su- to call. Su- yeah, or um, gave her the option of dying by sleeping pills. Yeah, and I guess that's probably what she did. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's fucking disturbing. And this is where things start to ramp get get quick. Before John John Doe turns himself in, he they do have a conversation. I forgot this is after before the pride kill. But they say, "Hey, we uh, we gotta be ready for." Oh, oh, yeah, oh this is ap- uh, after he turns himself in, but before uh, before they go on the drive. But yeah, um, after this, after the pride kill, what I forgot what happened. Uh, the next, next thing year. I have is that Kevin Spacey follows them yeah. into the station That's and what I yells too. them, "You know, you're looking for me." He's like, and he's covered in blood. Detective, you're looking for me, and like. And Richard Schiff is playing his lawyer. Yeah, he asks for a lawyer. <laughs> uh, we find he has cut off. He con- he continually cuts off his fingertips to not have prints. Yeah, and uh, is basically been planning this for a long time. Methodical. Yeah. He has no records. Insane. He has no credit. Things like that. And they're just like you know he's ind- independently wealthy, well educated, and completely insane. Yeah, the bat uh, everything you would want a fu- in a fucking freak. God damn it! All you want is a fucking psychopath. Well, I'm pro two of those things. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll we'll find out which when you're not. Pro- no, it's obvious. But uh, yeah, it's and he says he has terms. So it's like, okay, fine. What are his? Yeah, the lawyer gives Kevin Spacey's terms. And uh, okay, you need to go with him. Uh, He's like there are two, there are two more bodies because yeah. there are two more sins left. Mm-hmm. He will only take Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt to them. Um, and it has to be that day. And if they don't accept his terms, he will plead insanity and win 
Says the lawyer. Says the lawyer. And yeah. if they accept, he will sign a full confession. Yes. And uh, way to go. And then they're sort of playing with that. Well, then is like, why don't we can just get him right now? Oh, he will not do this. You will never find the other two bodies. And it, they're like, well, how do we know there are other two bodies? Because there's a third party, third party of a, unidentified blood at the scene. And also or on Kevin Spacey. Also, why would he blow up his entire? Th- it, that's the whole thing uh, when he's in the interrogation. When John Doe comes to the interrogation, this is not over with. It, 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 he needs the rest of his masterpiece. There are definitely two bodies. There, I mean, masterpiece. What uh, their words uh, in the in the words of the cop. Whatever that his masterpiece of putting together this art piece or this statement he wants to say about America or about sinning or about how American American the American society and culture has turned to fucking horseshit and the people have too and a statement on that type of cynicism and that type of doom and shit like that and he's not just gonna give up not all after all of this preparedness so yeah it's um yeah uh. And yeah, we will have. Uh, we still need MV and Wrath. So uh, yeah, they get out on the. Uh, they get out on the. Uh... Well, they well they shave their chest. They're both going to be wired yeah. for the ride. That's not. That's something that isn't in a lot of other. Uh, that's something that you don't see in other uh, cop movies or co- or crime movies when it comes to cops. You don't see that part of. Of cops shaving their chest to put, you know. Well, I think it's implied there. the tape has to stick. Yeah, I know. It's just you don't often see that part often. And anyway, but yeah, they are. So they head off. There's a chopper following them, and Kevin uh, Kevin Spacey's been really creepy. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. He's he's uh oh this uh, when you see it when you see what I have put together you will remember. Oh, you're just a you're a. T- you're a t-shirt you're a movie of the week yeah well no when you see what i put together you i won't be a movie of the week it'll be so great it, you'll enjoy it and it'll happen and whoop-de-whoop and uh no you're not and there's a whole bunch of the uh it's like if god was and somerset says well if god is telling you to do these things or he's making you do these things or he's investing you to do these things to his will, it wouldn't be so much that you would take so much pleasure in it. And he's like, oh, of all the terrible things, you know, of, um, anyway, but that's... And then he says something like, there's nothing wrong with taking pleasure in your work. Taking pleasure in your work, yes, exactly. But, uh, yeah, gets to the, gets to the point, and, um... Doe ha- and Doe has no remorse for any of his victims because they're all fucking terrible people. Uh, terrible people. Oh, whores and oh gosh, a pederast and you know a bat, you know a lawyer and a fat guy and like well, some of those are. I mean, a pederast and is is bad. I I was fine with you killing the fucking pedophile, and you know, but you know, d- saying innocent, yeah, that he's being pissed off about that, but yeah, anyway. But but they they've all committed these particular sins according to him. Yes, according to him, we see a uh, we see a sin on every street corner, and we ignore it because we're complicit. And blah 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 blah. Another thing that mag uh, another thing that insane fuckheads say. So then they come to kind of a, a camper in Nowheresville. Yeah, They're, in the middle of nowhere. I don't yeah, know where that is. Yeah, yeah. He um has, like Arizona. Beyond, 
Yeah, it could be so. It could be somewhere like that. And there is um, lots of electrical wires. So John C. McGinley and his SWAT team can't necessarily. Yeah, the chopper can't the, land and whatnot. Yeah, they can't land, and so that's that's help. I guess that's helpful for you if you're John Doe slash Kevin Spacey. Yeah, so Kevin Spacey leads them away from the car, and then another car comes, a van. Um, Morgan Freeman goes back to the car, drives to meet the van. What? He fires a warning shot. Yeah. The the guy gets out of the van. He says he's like, I'm just delivering a package for Brad Pitt. Yeah, I was told to, you know, get something. A, a package here for Detective Mills is supposed to be at 7 because it's now 7.01. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I okay. Yeah, this has leave. all been like meticulously timed in the car. Kevin Spacey said, oh, what time is it? I just want to know. It's soon. Yeah, it's soon. Or he might have said that when he was outside when he was getting. Yeah, the, yeah. The he said it at plan, some point. But yeah, he's uh and. Oh, and the package has fragile tape on fragile it. Fragile tape on it. Yeah, exactly. Then Morgan Freeman sends the delivery guy away on foot and radios the chopper to have some kind of backup pick him up and question him, see what he knows. I don't think that dude knows shit. Yeah. He was just doing a job. And then he looks in the box and he says... Yes. Morgan Freeman opens the box. There, He notices there is blood on it. He is aghast at what is inside and tells the choppers to back off. D- uh, John Doe has the up an upper hand here. <laughs> and he tries to go back and, uh, and... And he tells Brad Pitt to drop his gun. Yeah. And this is this is what happened. He says no. Spacey gives a bit of a monologue here. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's pretty rough. He can't, he can't handle it. And, uh, he, he figured, and the, and the baby inside of her. Well, he oh. says, you know, I visited your home oh, yeah. this morning after you left. I tried to play husband. I tried to taste the life of a simple man. It didn't took out, it didn't work out. So I took a souvenir, her pretty head. Oh, no. I killed her and the baby inside of her. Yeah, and then he sees Brad Pitt's face and says, "Oh, he, he didn't, didn't know. know. That's a shame." And you somehow did because he looks at the uh, he looks at Morgan Freeman's face and says, "Oh, you did kind of. Do- oh, that's a shame." Yeah, he knew. Kevin Spacey knew. He yeah. was the only one who didn't know. Uh, that's a shame. And it is a shame. And he fucking just bang, 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 bang. Oh yeah, seven he, he fucking unloads his clip on. Unlo- on unloads Kevin the mag, yeah. And it, it, I believe, seven or eight fucking <laughs> bullets right into Kevin Spacey. Uh, seven would have been poetic, but seven. I believe it is seven. Yeah, yeah I think it is seven. It, it, he fucking shot in them. There's. A, it's also taking the place during seven days. Yes. Yeah, so Brad Pitt <laughs> has become wrath. Yes. And Kevin Spacey was Envy, MV. and they are both... Well, Kevin... Yeah, Envy is gone. He is dead now, shot dead. And Brad Pitt is hauled away. Hauled away. Don't worry, we will take care of him, says the Captain Arlie Army. And we're like, okay, well, that's fine. I don't... I mean, I don't like that. I mean, like, it's not entirely great either. But, uh... And they... Again, they didn't want... They wanted Gwyneth to be alive. To... To... So, it, for some reason, that doesn't, that ruins the whole movie, and also it doesn't make any goddamn fucking, wouldn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. And there, then why, then that would be weak sauce. People would fucking hate that shit, and they would not, anyway. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's like, I'll be around, and says that, uh, 
Uh, I there was a quote from Ernest Hemingway: "The world is a fine place, and we're fighting for." It. I agree with the second part. It is really uh, a sad downer of a movie, um, uh, and I I really love after rewatching it. I love it more than I thought I did. Also, did you catch the split cut of Gwyneth Paltrow's face? I did. Like in between, that was I've never seen that before ever. Or if I have, I don't remember that. But that was kind of that was kind of clever. It was only a frame or two. Uh, yeah. Any uh, any any final thoughts on this before we go? And I'll, I'll edit in the top uh, the the notes a little bit later if you want me to. But I can do, do whatever now, you want. Yeah. yeah, I enjoyed this. Any other things about about like how this? I liked all the literary references. It was it was really well put together about how everything made sense for the most part. Do you think uh, it was uh, the yeah uh, good? Everyone was good all around. Uh, acting was acting pretty was decent. Good. Yeah, everyone. It's shot well. Writing it's was fucking, pretty tight. Yeah, uh, sh- uh, sharp and beautiful. Uh, beautiful. Ugh. Uh, I wouldn't say that, but uh, it's just a really great thriller. But yeah, uh, this is uh, this is notes without context, and this is turned into a thing where i feel more like a beat poet every time i read these uh notes because they don't make any sense and i'm going to start saying them like a beat poet okay sounds good okay just so i can which one lyrical shit what which one the notes no are you like ferlinghetti are you kerouac are you ginsburg i am me and i can only be me okay and you're going to hear me play with the sound of silence yeah, I know. No, I'm. I'm in not the actual song, the the, the just the sound the sound of like playing with like the absence of playing with silence and playing with emptiness is part of what is a decent uh, comedian. And what am I doing now? Knowing what you're doing isn't part of being a decent comedian. Be quiet. <laughs> I'm joking. Gotham City apartment. Morgan Freeman's apartment, lounge of passion on wall. The kids, Brad and Morgan, why here? Always raiding, you're called Taco. Seven days, meta name, touch 45 minutes spaghetti. Nobody died in Mondays. The TV's on top of that wraith. Ooh, gluttony, spaghetti sauce. I love me some spaghetti sauce. Canned ham uh, heart. Wife on hand, uh, wire on hands and feet. Slight shoulder blades, but not the who's gal or blood. Question, Brash Brad is told by Megan. Oh, no, of Morgan, not Megan. There's no Megan yeah, in this I was going to say, who the fuck is Megan? No, ingrate, classic stomach alive, ate at the burst, die by eating, buried, sadistic, second last day, too old for this shit, question mark. First assignment, stuck dog up the fit house, Tuesday masochism, when burr, oh, the patreet, Eli Gould, should not be molested. I don't know what that means. Greed. Blood on the picture face. You're not gonna. Way it's always been. Pieces of photography nails. Milton. Paradise. It's lost. It's written in Greece. Another great musical. This is not even my desk. Harry Royds. 
sequency. Wednesday cliff notes. My wife vault hike and speak with you. Rat supply daunting. Justin Happen, Vibrating Home, Merchant of Venice, He's Preaching, Modern Service, Forgot Traumatics, Talking Over Envelopes, Very Eagerly, It's Gotta Be Pairing Up, Sun Downs, Print Lab, Freaks Up Evil Pages, Pricks Up the de Demons on How Feed, Bad, Thursday, Glutton Tans, Killer Has the Purpose of the uh, On Light to the Next Victim, Secondary Unit Writing in That Ambulance, So oh, Swat Before Dicks. Sloth, still angry, the vague of the pet photographers, it's improvises. Chuo in on his games. William Minson, Tracy, I need Friday, sad guesses. French fourth graders. Private schools for the busy lady. And going to Gong Town. Annoyed Brad, bagel, croissants of human bondage. John Doe, last comes here from Grocery Town. Oh, mommy, mommy, where are the old milk cartons? Looming over him silently, probably because it will shit. No problem, too many butt plugs. There are too many butt plugs. You can get rid of a couple of them. No fingerprints, but there are plenty still more butt plugs. That's the greatest thing about having a butt plug, not putting your fingerprints on them. Limp! Knifed up. Or do you want to be in apathy as a solution? Love, cost you, and be raisin. Whatever, I won't say that. I've gone and done it again! Oh, for the help there, here, and left her face. Pride, detective in your stomach, wah. Her features, John Doe, water for the brain, free cable TV. Mention the wife. He keeps on mentioning the wife in all of these fucking, uh, in uh, writing up, because Brad doesn't know that he fucking split her head off. Okay, these. Uh, we're going to talk about the killer next. Uh, I've been Michael Benson, and here's the next part. Um, the next part is this. You're still gonna be Michael Benson, though, I, right? I certainly hope so. That's what it says on my driver's license. This is Michael J. Because I like J's. Um, this has been a movie that has, uh, The Killer, which came out this week, has been a, um... Which I still really loved. I understand it after reading plenty of fucking stuff, but it just... The main problem, and we don't have to go through it, the people will be watching a whole bunch of it this this week, but the main problem that I had with this movie, because it was pretty straightforward in its plot, but it just had enough stumbles where I didn't... Where we find out it's a completely subjective movie. Everything is from his... Is from... Uh, the killer's perspective, uh, perspective. We also know that the um, the uh, all the aliases that he use uh, that he uses are all 1970s TV, yeah. sh uh, 1970s and 1980s TV show. Uh, Felix Unger, Ultraviolet Bunker, Oscar Madison, Howard Cunningham, Ruben Kincaid, Lou Grant, Sam Malone, my favorite. Um, George Jefferson and Robert Hartley. This wasn't a, uh, I, uh, this is not in my top tier Fincher. It is still fairly decent, but its main freaking issue is I, I needed th at least two scenes either beforehand, uh, or, or a flashback in his mind 
even if it's in his mind, showing some sort of relationship with his girlfriend. Because that is the impetus for him to uh, uh, go out and get these people that more or less were are his handlers and his uh, that freaking hire that freaking kind of are in, the in betweens for hiring him between him and the client. The main fucking frustration is that they go off and kill him, uh, kill her, and we do not know whether they don't or not kill her. they don't. Uh, no, they beat her the fuck up. Uh, they fucking maim her a whole bunch, and, and they try to raped as well. Uh, gra- yeah. She was graped. They put grape in her fucking mouth and said, "Shut up, you dumb bitch." No, no, she was raped, and uh, not there was no grapes involved in the raped in the rape. That's uh, it's that's why uh, it's terrible. Don't 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 grape, and don't rape. But if you had a chance between the two of them, eat a grape. Don't rape. Eat a grape. Thank you. That was my um, thing that I said to as a inspiring thing. Do not rape. Eat a grape. Uh, grape ape. Um, remember that guy? He was on a cartoon once. But uh, he's been working on this for since 2007. Brad Pitt uh, fucking turned down this role because he thought it was too nihilistic. He turned it down in 2007, right before, hmm. uh, a year before Curious Case of Benjamin Button came uh, came out. And he did that. He did that with Pitt instead. Which again, like I said, is more of a schmaltzy Spielberg. Uh, uh, it's it's Fincher doing Spielberg, which is fascinating as an experiment. But I didn't feel. And even though most of his movies are cold about cold sociopathic or psychopathic killers, whether or not I because we're in his head all the time, and he keeps on talking about his lack of empathy and how he doesn't fucking need any, doesn't need it. When I I, I could see. His emotion and sadness when his uh, when his girlfriend got beat up and was in the hospital, but we don't have an existing relationship with that with that girlfriend already, and we don't know what their relationship is either. Yeah, I just I didn't know enough about the killer, the girlfriend, or their relationship to ha- be very invested in literally anything. That and was that happening. was the main that was the main point. I like this as a art piece. As it's done, like one is, it's shot well. It's put together well. It's solid. It's solid enough writing. I like his inner monologue. My favorite part was the music. The music, which is of course done by the instrumentals, are all done by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who first worked with him. Uh, you know, uh, who first worked with he first worked with Nine Inch Nails on the 2004 uh, 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 on his tw- uh, on a 2004 uh, music video. Uh, 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 music video and well, I like I like uh, that the main the main character protagonist what whatever you want to call it only listens to the Smiths yeah and that was great that worked a whole bunch there's a little bit a of plenty, Portis head in there Portis a nice head touch, yeah. it was really great and there was enough uh, and it makes sense of him being uh, having uh, or it's an interesting dichotomy of of this solace or sola or semi just empathyless. Uh, killer who goes on a supposed ramp, uh, supposed uh, uh, you know, methodical rampage uh, against the people that beat the fuck out of his girlfriend and tried to make his life not anywhere, uh, not worth anything. Uh, I, it's amazing, and he does it so coldly. It's amazing that the soundtrack is all these is Morrissey, one of the most emotional fucking 
guys and I oh no I'm not no, I, every time I hear his voice I hear the John is so sad sleeping time you know that type of uh so are we trying to not give too many spoilers away no this, it, or... it came out we can we can we're, we already said we're doing the 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 spoiler I was bummed that the end this. was so anticlimactic it's like so he went after all of these people to finally get to the client and then the client is like I have no idea he, he has no idea why he's after him he's like I didn't I did what they told me to do. I have no idea. And he didn't know anything about the girlfriend. Yeah, and he said, ba- uh, and he basically said, "Okay, fine. If you feel like you need to." Uh, uh, the client basically said to the in betweeners, the lawyer and the ex, uh, uh, Tilda Swinton, the expert, and basically the uh, and the Florida guy, or basically said to the lawyer, "Yeah, just wrap up whatever you have to wrap up. Do whatever you have to do." Not knowing after whether the, they, whatever they were going to do was yeah. fucking beat the fuck out of his girlfriend because of a Which, messed up Which, what is that supposed to accomplish? Like, okay, he fucked up the first hit, but I still don't understand what that was really supposed to accomplish other I, than pissing him off. Other than pissing him off, the only other... I, and I, because I've been racking my head about this, too. Well, you said and you I've read listened, about it. Did it make I've any re- more sense? I read about it, and I listened to some podcasts. I guess the idea behind it is to make sure that it, as a as a more or less a warning to not fuck up again. Well, I mean, he doesn't he didn't want to fuck up fuck up. He was freaked out about it. It's not like he's going to like, do it again on purpose. Or if he fucks up if he's going to actually uh it, if he was going to tell his girl that he fucked. Just it it didn't that wasn't that was something that wasn't clear, especially coming from a veteran filmmaker that knows what he's doing. I felt like that was a bit of a miss miss step in that direction well, as far as that also, goes like, and unclear like when he went to the lawyer the lawyer wasn't super freaked out he should have been but dolores knew exactly she's like okay i know what you're capable of just i just can't disappear it has to look a certain way so my kids get their insurance and then when he went to tilda swindon she's like okay this is my last minutes because i know what's gonna happen i might as well order some whiskey <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whiskey. yeah pretty great. much. And she had her little blade so she could, you know, ha- you know, she was trying to trick him, but he didn't fall for it. It's like, okay, so you know what this dude's like, you know what he does, you know what he can do. Why, Why do you, you clean up something that didn't accomplish anything when you know it's just going to piss him off? Yeah, and uh, he fucked up. Just don't hire him again or kill him. There's no reason for you to go after his girlfriend. Yeah, I think I think or, the lawyer said like you have you have more money than you could ever spend. Just go away, and it's like yeah. So just don't hire him again. Yeah, or just yeah, exactly. Especially if he's fucking this up and it's a big enough thing. And again, at the end when we find out Arliss Howard, the client, he basically says, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't care that it was that it got fucked up. It, it just accidents happen. I didn't." He, he, he's just he's like, kind of he's pleading like, just, ignorance. I think when they, when he said they need to clean it up, he's like, just make sure it doesn't come back to me. Yeah, that's what he meant, and that he didn't mean like, hey, go do that. But it, that's exactly what it fucking came came down to. You know, him going to fucking Chicago to make sure, hey, did you do this? And then he realizes that he that it was his lawyer and pretty much. His, the two hired people, I that mean, expert that was told Slinton and the Florida Like guy. I said, if they had some kind of other beef with him where they were trying to get him off the beat anyway or something, at least then it's like, okay, that's something. Yeah. But it just kind of didn't seem to make a whole lot of holistic sense to me. And if we didn't, if we didn't get any story or implication say, saying what we didn't get enough saying why or what yeah or if they had another reason. vendetta against him for some reason okay 
Yeah, but just it just seems. And uh, uh, there is only one other p- part that is. I mean, maybe subjective. does it? Does, did you find anything about the graphic novel? Does it make more sense in the novel? I didn't. I. I don't. I don't think so. I think it was just uh, si- uh, similar. Similar enough to this. I think there's. So I mean, yeah, it wrapped up a little, but it just kind of seemed like things happening for the sake of happening. And I get. Well, uh, no, it just it. It just it it didn't seem believable about why did the it, yeah I guess you could go back and uh, get uh, get everybody and that's why he's doing it. He's pissed off. We're now in a take. Or it's similar enough to a, a revenge Tarantino movie or a Taken movie where we're just like you did something bad to you. But then again, that's a completely different movie. But, but we're you still showing... have to build enough of the characters exactly. for us to give a shit. Yeah, and again, it, giving us like three or four really decent emotional interactions, or I want—I don't want to say f- or flashbacks d- because it's all. This yeah. is all told I mean, in his actual we, head head, but did still... Did we even know her name? Did we know anything about no, her? We no, we don't know his actual name. No, we and, don't... And, and that's also... that uh, This had rem- me reminding... Reminded me... I mean, I get what he's trying to do. There are similar movies in this type of vein where it's one man, one assassin, just being a samurai that doesn't want to care for the people that he does. But even in those other movies, such as Les Samurai... Uh, a beautiful uh, f- uh, French film about a, a hitman in that way, or Drive, or uh, which is done by Ryan Gosling in 2009, or The Driver, which is a great movie, which I also want to do for the pod, which is a, 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 uh, about Ryan O'Neill becoming like an empathy-less driver. Enough of that. There are enough scenes well, in Kill that. Kill Bill where you was feel a like, really good one. Again, a Kill Bill. Of of that uh, we, no, I'm talking about like samurai specific like. Well, I'm just talking about like revenge that. pictures. Of uh, they're similar, yeah. Uh, and that's like, like your Charles Bronson movies and things yeah, like so, that. Uh, yeah, and again, he doesn't. He he's doing his own version of that. There are really great kills. I like how he kills the lawyer. That is really rough. The the like three in the fucking the three bolts in the fucking chest. No, it was a nail gun. It was a nail gun. Yeah, bolt of of fucking nails. Or Nails like are bullets. No, no, no. Bolt. A bolt. A nail bolt. Oh, oh That's okay. I'm sorry. That's what I said. But, uh, yeah, I like how, you know, it, and another thing that jumped up out at me is like how much he's, uh, if you have enough cash, you can have, you can have like hideaways where you have like five or six or eight passports all with like at least 30 grand in there. Yeah, and like, I like a, all those little bits and how he like got, uses Amazon lock boxes and shit and, like and that. And got the key fob copier and copied his gym key, you know, or his gym gr- key it, and his, um, got into the garage via the Postmates guy. Like all those little things were kind of fun and interesting. And you ha- you can kind of picture yourself like, oh man, if I could, if I was that kind of life, I, I would have all that shit too. But just the overall, there was no real arc. There was no real... It just was like a straight... It was like three... And, and you know, we even talked about this, this slice of life yeah. movie of like uh, some, uh, a romantic version of a slice, slice, of life movie that came, slice of life movie that came out a couple of years ago was that licorice pizza where we're not really sure about how emotional... But again, that had so many emotional connections and the characters were... The two characters were talking about everything so strongly anyway so it didn't really matter whatever but not didn't really matter but i mean i didn't care for that film but at least the characters were pretty well drawn you didn't care for it at all no not really oh okay well that's interesting uh i i had it's not 
Yeah, I have some issues with that just in general, but yeah, we don't need to get into that. But that's uh, but I I this is not. Uh, I was expect. I wanted a little bit more from, and I know we're supposed. We're, you're expecting emotional characters from David Fincher. Now, I mean, not emotional characters, just like fleshed out characters. And it just seemed uh, it, uh, like I mentioned. I should have. Uh, I my mind went somewhere else. But the movie that this also kind of reminded me of was uh, da- uh, was Christopher Nolan's Tenant, which is also about like a uh like it's just basically christopher nolan's uh, like mind fuck of a james bond movie where they also where john david washington is also just playing a guy just named the protagonist and it's just about like uh him getting like things uh, things done anyway i just maybe i was expecting more maybe i was expecting a little bit more story story as far as this con- as far as the conclusion i did like the f- the fight uh the fight with the f- uh, burly fight with the florida man in st petersburg florida yeah, was, was good really fucking intense and very scary and very and just like and the dog lived and the dog again but I was afraid he was going to poison that dog. You know what? But we he was just do... trying to get it to go night night. Yeah, we was just trying to get... And, and way to go... Thank you. Again, I said earlier on the pod, but thank you again, David, on actually being a great crime thriller and scary horror director of, of cult movies and not you don't killing have to kill animals. animals. You don't have to do you that. You didn't do that. I, and I can't... It's uh, such a cheap shot. Yeah, and I, the, only, the only animal that died in any of his movies is, is the alien from Alien 3. Oh, well, and even fuck that, that thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not. A, it's not a mammal. Doesn't. It's not cute. Uh, you know. But I was. You know. I. So that. That's certainly something. I really. That I like his restraint. I like his directness. I wish there was more story and more shading of, uh, of more characters. I like. Uh, I liked how subjective it was. It's. But again, I was. I hate saying this since he's one of my. F- Top thirty favorites, but he's not my. It, this wasn't top tier. This is yeah. Not. I was just waiting for the next time the dude to you know sing what the next Smith song was going to be that he was going to listen to. <laughs> um, but yeah, this uh, the uh, go see it. It's it's decent enough. It's fun enough. It's, it's not something if it's to your be. Bag. Yeah, if it's your bag, if you're a Fincher head like me. But uh, in all in all honesty, I can't. I gotta be honest. I gotta it is and from a Fincher fanatic, fanatic from for myself, this isn't not this is not his top tier stuff. And it's not my favorite of his stuff. It just more or less feels a little. Uh, I was I was expecting maybe another fifteen minutes of like or like five, or even seven minutes of character development between the girlfriend and him and if they had that i would have forgiven some other shit in the movie even though because the movie is shot well it's put together it's cut well the music's on point everything looks fantastic uh fucking acting again just fucking great stuff by them over what they're working with because yeah. like like you can only we uh, uh we know i know uh, the only time where it gets out of subjective uh, uh, point of view when you're not in Fastbender's head and is only for like a split second with Dolores in the car when she's trying to get out of the the uh, string. Uh, she was one of the more interesting characters. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah, and she was the one that helped him get the other fucking people that uh beat up her. Yeah, her Rolodex system I found fascinating. Kind of wanted to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, and so there's that. But um, 
Can you? Yeah. So, but yeah, see it. It's it's not. It's it, I just a- anticipation is a weird thing, especially when it's mm-hmm. from some somebody you care about. This feels a bit like a disappointment, especially if it was. It's been hyped in my head since I started reading Variety articles in two thousand seven about like this great uh, uh, contract killer project and there's other movies that came out this year which we'll eventually do for the pod that are also uh, also hitman uh, hitman movies but uh but they're uh, one with michael keaton and one uh directed by richard linklater so those are mm-hmm. anyway but um one directed by michael keaton and one directed by richard linklater so that, those should be going well together but it's just i don't i was just overall kind of it was underwhelming. Disappointed and, yeah. and frustrated. As well as as well made as it is. As well shot as it is. As well put together enough as it is. I I I don't like I mean, whatever. That, that just frustrated me. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts you wanna say before we get to Notes Without Context? Nope, go for it. Alright. This is uh Notes Without Context Part two. Uh Electric Boogaloo. I Yes. Physically exacting. Chapter one. The targets awakens. I am what I am. Do what? Tell me. Mitts. 140 million for Chan. Yeah. Get me to eat the essence to date. Toy gun to the fences. Blood on the mod. Back at the dart. Army Dakota sometimes get to the weak office. Just dropping off mail. Oh, Bald Ridge Consultant, sleepy, sleepy, the shit, has the sex worker, and he bikes, and there it is, up toward export airport, oh my gosh, it happened, and that hat, there's so many great hats, DR, I want to go to DR, DR looks so pretty, SSI, sissy, by the game, I'll see him away, safe, flowing, walking by, the ransack searches Mr. Nards. Things in order, Neil Marcus, adjacent ethics, and three days ago, it's I deserve them. Take the next exit, cab driver Dan, Mr. Cucumber, please. New Orleans, gloves, garbage, killing the burner. Darling, Glencoe of the moped juvenile system, you'll down shanky. Defenses like the onesies. Need an ad job? It's getting rid of the bad boys. Opening the horses. Labam the client. Rear projection? Oh no, it's a jubilee. Florida, beautiful Florida, where I will always try and go back to. Without And you did a nice thing to a dog. You didn't kill it. Yippee-dee-yay. And this was more disappointing. There's another conversation, and it's also a little bit more disappointing. I Oh, Arliss is here, and now he's gone. That was Notes Without Context. I've been Michael James Benson, also known as MJB, also known as Spiky Monkey, also known as Spaz. And um, we've watched, and uh, join us, join us. At some other point in time. I, no, no, there's going to be a next week. Join us next week, okay? 
Please. Now, you're probably wondering, what is going to be coming out next week? Well, let uh, to all the podcast listeners... Well, babe, how do you know what's coming out next I week? I know, because I know. What? Is this is this one gonna drop this week? Yes, because the movie came the movie came out this week. You want to have as many listeners to the movie? All right, movie you'll have you'll have to work on. I it. know what I'll do, and I've done it before, and I'll do it again. And I'm very smart. I got it under control. But next week, just so you know, we're doing. Uh, you're gonna have first times with little darlings and old enough, where we're talking about first times. That's a definite, and so, you know, that's going to come out November 23rd, so, oh my gosh, watch the, that's going to be something to listen to before or after Thanksgiving, you know, talk to your, talk to your uh, grandma about. It's going to come out on Wednesday, babe? (laughs) No, it's going to come out on, uh, on, on third, next Thursday, but yeah, on the 24th. I meant to say the 20, I said the 23rd, it's probably the 24th. But oh, yeah. no, the 23rd is Thursday. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I thought it was Thursday. So anyway, that is what's going to be coming up. Thank you so much for listening. So if you want to talk to your, your grandma about little darlings uh, after listening to this episode, you, you could possibly have a really great conversation with your grandma about the movie, you know, Little Darlings. Uh, you know what happens there. You'll find out next week. All right, goodbye. We're, uh, we're, we're leaving now. You don't need to really talk anymore. No, uh, I said goodbye. I will have to kill you. No, you're not gonna kill me. You're just, I'm just a guy in your head. Shut the fuck up, guy in my head. I didn't need that part. No, I didn't need that part. No, no. All right. Well, I think this is the end. My only friend. The end. The door is 1967. The end. It's it's the long. It's, it's about uh. It's about having sex with your mom. And then you know killing your dad. Oedipus. He did a lot of weird things. He also was a T Rex. <laughs> Oh, quite a fucking dinosaur. He fucked his mom. <laughs> Don't fuck your mom. Don't be a, a a dinosaur that has sex with your mom. Because that's against uh, the rules. And against moral law. Remember to always have empathy. Something that Michael Fassbender didn't have in The Killer. Or at least he said he didn't have. I love my rants because they're genuine and real, and they inspire me to be happier in my life. All right, this is really me saying goodbye.